Daylight come and we won't go home. Six foot, seven foot, eight foot bunch. Go, go, gadget banana. Missed it by that much. Welcome, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. Intergalactic boombox. Got a couple sat cats this week. <coughs> Midas sent a boostagram from the podcasting 2.0 app Fountain. He sent 5,000 sats and asked, what if Venom met the thing? That'd be a cool mashup. I say say throw in Cookie Monster while you're at it. And I got an error message amount of sats. 404 sent using Breeze, another awesome podcasting 2.0 app. The message is Woot from AC. Is that Adam Curry, the podfather himself? If so, awesome. I am truly honored. Thank you. Mr. Curry. And if not, I'm still thankful because people took the time to hit boost on the podcasting 2.0 app. Just check the link in the show notes on how to set up that whole streaming sats thing. And you can support the show just by listening. Literally. Question of the week. Favorite music streaming service and why? Barney Schaefer from Sheblagan, Wisconsin, says I use YouTube music. And Spotify to listen to music. Both of them have great choices for music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that James Cridland from podnews.net also uses YouTube music. So uh, there's two people on planet Earth apparently use YouTube for music. Breaks, Kaiser the Advisor, and Eric Flynn all say Spotify. Some video game soundtracks can be found on the platform. You can create the 2000s emo playlist of their dreams. And they like the UI. Eric used to use Amazon Music, but there was missing songs and spelling errors. Yeah, yeah. So to uh, speak to, to some of those points there, I use Apple Music. I'm an iPhone guy. It's missing songs here and there, but it has nothing to do with the platform. It has everything to do with streaming rights. And I did like start with Spotify and then got on Beats Music once Apple acquired Beats and then Beats became Apple Music. And I do love Spotify's interface. It's very, very slick looking and everything. And I waited for Apple to drop dark mode. I'm all about the dark mode, man. So I went back where I was most comfortable. The whole elegant interface, it just works for me on Apple. And speaking of Spotify, as far as podcasts go, I hear that is an ugly, like ugly interface. So if you are listening to this show on Spotify, don't. Just go to newpodcastapps.com and see what you're missing. New question. What's superpower? Would you want to have? I say teleportation. You know, instant transmission. No travel time, no gas consumption, no electricity consumption. You just bamf everywhere. Let me know what superpower you would want. You know, flight, strength, getting enough PlayStation 5s in stock so everyone can have a chance to get one. At me, at BoomboxPod, theintergalacticboombox at gmail.com, or kyleabear.com. Just click on podcast and leave a voicemail. Oh, mua, mua. You know that space rock? <laughs> that, that thing that was discovered in 2017, this giant interstellar object? It was detected passing through the solar system? Yeah, it's called Oh, mua, mua. It's fun to say. That name is Hawaiian in origin and roughly translates to First Distant Messenger. <laughs> Pardon. Gassy from my omelet a while ago. Anyway, I defer to the Wikipedia entry, so take that as you may. Oamuamua is a small cigar-shaped object. Oh, I said it was big. 
Well, I don't know. What do you think? Estimated to be between 100 and 1,000 meters, which is 300 up to 3,000 feet long. Yeah, that's big. And its width and thickness both estimated to range between 115 feet and 548 feet. Sorry, anyone who's not in the U.S., we don't do that whole metric system thing. We're allergic to it. Oumuamua! As a red color. Some astronomers think it's a product of alien technology, but there's not much evidence to support the theory. In March 2021, scientists proposed that Oumuamua! Crap, I ran out of glass. Maybe a piece of a planet from beyond our solar system. Now, we do have alien crew members here on the Intergalactic Boombox, and I think we should defer to them and get their input on this whole is it alien technology or not. Uh, Gits? Shiggles? Uh, boss, man, we've known about Oopa Loopa Doopity D for years, man. Oh, really? We always thought it looked like a blunt, which is why we tried to smoke it. <laughs> you know, sucking on rocks never ends well. No, probably not. Gits, why do you insist on crushing my mellow? Oh, you watch What If this week. Oh, my bad, Shiggles. Let me just call the Wambulance. Oh, Wham, you're Bulance. You want to throw down, homie? Boys, boys, settle down. You're both pretty. How about we check in with our latest alien crew member, Scat Mandible, the luchador wrestling fan who scats. I have no idea what he's saying. Can you guys interpret? Oh, no problem. He says he thinks that Dragon Ball Z should replace the Kamehameha with the Uwamuwamua. Ah, Goats, my goats. I don't know. I just... It's way more yeah, epic. Yeah. Ooa, mooa, mooa. I felt a great disturbance, as if millions of weebs suddenly cried out in terror and were suddenly silenced. The Nintendo Switch can finally do Bluetooth! But alas, things aren't going so smoothly for all users, so uh, if you haven't updated yet, maybe hold off. <laughs> I gotta tell you some stuff. According to The Verge, the latest update does make it possible for you to pair wireless headsets to your Switch. But problems, they are occurring! Where headsets aren't detected, the console gets stuck in sleep mode. This ain't good. The Switch thinks your headset is paired, but you hear nothing, you get error messages. So, the standard IT response is, shut it down and reboot. Don't forget to unpair and forget any Bluetooth devices first, though. Now, for now, it's a temporary workaround, as apparently repairing headsets is hit and miss. So, as of the recording of this podcast, we Nintendorks are all waiting for a bug fix release. Help us all, Nintendudes! We don't want to be tethered! So, it's looking like Hollywood could be coming to a standstill again. But this time, not due to a pandemic. The International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees represents technical crew members, artists, and makeup people on film and TV sets across U.S. and Canada. This organization, IATSE, has a membership of about 60,000 strong, most of which are in Los Angeles, and all are extremely important to the entertainment industry. You can't shoot something without somebody who can operate the camera or can't design things for your show or movie if your graphic artists aren't there. Strikes are about pay and working condition, and these folks are worked to death without adequate breaks, no time off, health insurance. Pfft. It's tough to make a living wage working behind the scenes in Tinseltown, building sets, running equipment, setting up lights. IATSE is at the bargaining table with the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers. They're just squabbling back and forth at the bargaining table. The studios have long maintained that streaming is this newer business model and therefore uncharted territory. And oh, We can't possibly be investing all this money. We don't know if we'll make it back. Look around. Streaming is not only the future, it's now. 
Somebody's making bank on all this stuff, and it's certainly not the people making the stars look good. So if this strike happens, and it looks like it's gonna, get ready to fire up your favorite streaming service and get ready to finally binge through that queue a lot faster than you thought. So as a voice actor, one of the most common questions we get is, how can I become a voice actor? Well, next to, how did you become a voice actor? Well, I got into it from radio and stuff, but uh, that's not what this segment's about. It's about referring people to something that's really, really awesome, that's been up for years, and it is a great resource for those who are interested in the career path of voice acting. It's a website called I Want to Be a Voice Actor. It's put together by a veteran voice actor, D. Bradley Baker, who you hear all the time. You just don't know it. He's basically all the clone troopers on the Bad Batch and all the Clone Wars and everything. He's been in SpongeBob. He was Daffy Duck in Tasmanian Devil and Space Jam. He's an American Dad. Adventure Time, Ben 10, Scooby-Doo, DuckTales, Muppet Babies, Powerpuff Girls, Legends of the Hidden Temple, Gears of War, Overwatch. Dude has done a lot. So he's more than qualified to have a great resource for people who are curious. The website features VO myths, learning to act, going pro, your demo your website, auditioning well, agents, working from home, killing your career, insight, starting from zero, which is what most people do when they want to get into this. And granted, a lot of people don't follow through because they see how much work and blood and sweat and tears have to go into it, just like any other career. But I tell you, if you ask someone, if you ask a voice actor online or at a convention, how do I become a voice actor? Chances are they're going to tell you to go to IWantToBeAVoiceActor.com. Now, this is not an endorsement in the sense that I'm being paid to promote anything. I just know as a fellow colleague in the same industry and having gone through the site and, and how helpful it is for people. You should really give it a gander. So many questions get answered there thoroughly. I want to be a voice And holy guacamole, it's time to get on out of here. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, don't give them an inch because they'll take the whole ruler. Until next time, catch you on the flippity floppity. <laughs>